Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called The Bible, Archaeology, and Jesus. I am not a scientist, don't play one on television, and have never been interested in any area of it much. However, I have been finding the arena of archaeology, particularly as it pertains to Bible lands and times, to be absolutely fascinating. The last morning briefings are archived at pastorwoman.com should you like to consult them. Archaeology, the study of human history and prehistory through the excavation of sites and the analysis of artifacts and other physical remains, helps to establish people and places that are found in Scripture, thereby validating their existence. As we are moving into the New Testament study of the Gospel of Matthew, Somehow, it is especially meaningful to me to know of the digs that have unearthed places Jesus visited, taught, and touched people. Consider with me the following passage and the excavation. Do you remember the story from John chapter 9? As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. By the way, have you ever noticed that Jesus saw things and people The others just passed right by? I just love this story for that reason. No one ever saw like Jesus. May we see and not pass right by those to whom we can extend a hand. Well, Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I am here in the, in the world, I am the light of the world. That he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go, wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Hmm, I notice. I see that Jesus required an act of obedience out of the fellow. Hmm, do you and I ever pray for something, waiting for an answer, while God is also asking us to first obey him in some area? So the pool of Siloam, where Jesus sent this man, was excavated early in the 1900s, but as late as 2004 and 2005, even more has been discovered in and around the pool and the steps leading down to it. The pool can be accessed through Hezekiah's tunnel, which had been earlier excavated, or through the city itself. The pool is mentioned several times in the Bible, Isaiah 8.6, Isaiah 22.9, and they refer to the construction of Hezekiah's tunnel. Wow! Another scene I love from Jesus' life occurred at the site of Jacob's well. Let's pretend we are watching from under a nearby portico as Jesus encountered the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Now I would invite you, when you get a chance, read John chapter 4 in its entirety. But for our purposes... Jacob's well is mentioned in the first six verses. May I say one more time, you'd be doing yourself a huge disservice not to read the whole chapter 
It's brilliant in so many respects. Jesus breaks all the social mores of the day by talking to a woman, a despised Samaritan, telling of her, her of her prurient lifestyle, and yet without judging her, instead revealing himself to her as the Messiah. Only Jesus. Keep reading. There's more. Jubilation, invitation, a Savior who stays and visits. I love John chapter 4. So again, Jacob's well. Jacob's well, where Jesus spoke to, to the Samaritan woman, has been identified and still produces fresh spring water. Now, a Greek Orthodox church has been built over the top of it, but it is there nonetheless. Jacob's well is one of the few sites whose identity is agreed upon by Jews, Christians, Muslims, and Samaritans alike. During annual visits over the past 20 years, the author commented, I have always found cold, refreshing water in the well. And the author, Dr. John McRae, who um, wrote Archaeology in the New Testament, this man is brilliant. Everything I wrote by him, I was taken by. So what's the point? The Pool of Siloam and Jacob's Well existed, and the latter still function to this day. One from the Gospels, the other referenced in both Old and New Testaments, places where our Lord lived, taught, loved, and changed lives. Someday I hope to view them with my own eyes, but for now, I am grateful to know they exist, see them documented by brilliant scholars, Grateful that I can offer them up as evidence for the words of the Bible and the life of Jesus I love so much. Real places. Places where the living God intersected the paths of ordinary human beings and changed them forever. Simply amazing. Again, if you'd like to read this or print it out or consider uh, the sources, of which there were several, you can go to pastorwoman.com. Click on Powerful Bible Teaching, Morning Briefings, and again, the title of this one, The Bible, Archaeology, and Jesus.